Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. All right. All right. I just hit record. Actually, let's start with that because I, I honestly like it, it was great. So welcome, everybody, to another episode of the lockdown. We were just having a good chuckle uh, at the interaction between Kevin Durant. I don't know. Is interaction the right word for it? Uh, the verbal onslaught that Kevin Durant well, maybe, gave. Maybe, maybe something weaker like squabble. <laughs> the, the thorough tongue lashing. That uh, Kevin Durant gave to Michael Rappaport. So Michael Rappaport is an actor. Uh, he is very heavily involved in sports. Uh, I think he had his own show for a little while. I don't know if he still has it. I think it was on like Fox Sports One or something like that. Um, and he's he's very outspoken individual, uh, but he cannot seem to take it because he filed a defamation uh, lawsuit against El Presidente and. Um, Barstool Sports, and we do not we do not fuck with the Portnoy. That's rule number one. And the lawsuit was thrown out of court yesterday. Uh, and the the text message exchange uh, between Michael Rappaport and Kevin Durant was it text or was it like I don't know if I know. I guess it was DM. I guess it was DM. Yeah, um, became uh, public yesterday. And I gotta say, not that I didn't have respect for Kevin Durant before. I just didn't think that he had this in him. Um, but it's Michael Rappaport, so I mean, right. it's not like... Yeah, I'm not... First of all, <laughs> first of all I'm not going to give Katie that much respect for <laughs> coming at Michael Rappaport. But okay. I will say this. He can... Rappaport can hold his own in like a one-on-one like shouting like, match because like he's verbal, just yeah. so loud and so... I've heard him on Howard Stern... And he goes at like Baba Booey like hardcore, and he just doesn't stop. He's one of them dudes that just repeats the same thing over and over and over again, right. and gets loud. And yes, talks you. Yes, so it sounds like he's winning the argument. The only thing is, it's like, all right, Katie is what like thirty one or something like that. 30, mm-hmm. 31. professional athlete. He's he's built like um, a stick snowman. Yeah. Yeah, the, right, the Slim Reaper. Got, then you've got Michael Rappaport. Durantula. <laughs> so, and he's probably what, like early 50s? He's got, yeah, he's got to be, in, I would say probably mid 50s, maybe. Right. Um, he's, he's never been an imposing guy. Like, this isn't, this isn't like, you know, he's not talking this shit to like Vin Diesel. Oh, he's, he's 51. He's 51. Okay. So, but the fact that he he offered to meet him on the street for a fist fight is is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Like first of all, neither one of these guys are gonna go meet up on the corner of you know thirty fourth Street uh-huh. and have a fight. Like I don't think either one of these guys has much fight in him. But could you imagine if? They got into a fight, and Michael Rappaport, like, one punch knocked him out. 
<laughs> yeah. Could, yeah, like, that, that would just be that would be it for him. He'd be walking around with like a like heavyweight title belt. <laughs> yeah. But the the whole thing, I mean, but I, first of all, I'm like, why does Kevin Durant have this much time to to do this? And you know, he talked a lot of shit to Michael Rapport. Michael Rapport talked a lot of shit to him. But at the end, Michael Rapport files a defamation lawsuit or or calls no, his lawyer. So this is this is where I'm a little unclear because so this is this is what happened. Uh, you remember the interview in December that KD did where it just looked like he was completely disinterested in doing the interview? Right. Right, because and he said because Charles Barkley, Barkley right. asked him like a re, like the same yeah question twice, and because he, he didn't like the response he got, yeah. So exactly Rappaport tweeted, uh, "KD seemed deeply in his feelings with the NBA TNT crew after the game. Damn it, he's super sensitive about everything. Don't do the interview." And then he responds, "You a bitch," and he. Uh, Rap before it says, just do the fucking interview if you're upset about something, uh, something they've said up there, looking like you were going to cry and shit. So they're going back and forth about the interview. I'm not entirely sure why this came out yesterday. I guess just because Rappaport was in the news with the uh, defamation lawsuit that he filed against Barstool. This had nothing to do with Durant. And then I guess Rappaport just decided to sort of maybe cause a distraction with this, but this is, this is where he completely went off on him. So this, I'm going to read this. This is classic. Says, I heard it all before you cunt. Chuck doesn't need you as security. You pale pasty cum guzzling bitch. I mean, he was really into the, he was really into the dick sucking. In <laughs> he was, he was, um, all you do is cocksuck other men for attention. Trump didn't pay attention to your sorry ass. Now you want to use everybody else to get views and laughs. Your life is a fucking joke, you pale cocksucker. <laughs> he just went after him over and over and over and over and, again. You know, and I do not condone the whole pale, pasty, because if, if Michael Rappaport had called him a black, crispy, yes, it, it would have been a big, big problem. Yeah. And, yep. and KD would have been the first one because KD does. I, look, KD's my man. He's my favorite player in the NBA to watch. But he gets, he does get ultra sensitive about everything. He he does. I mean, he he's had some of the most um, interesting interactions with fans. Um, he's been accused and frankly caught a couple of times of creating burners. Um, mm-hmm. It's just the whole thing is completely I mean, insane is to me. Really, he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's really worried about what people think. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, somebody's got to tell him, like, yo, fucking Kevin Durant, your MVP, your finals MVP, two-time champion, your, you know, four-time scoring champion, uh, you know, the guy who works, you know, the mechanic – uh, at at uh, Jiffy Lube, his opinion shouldn't affect you like that. You know, some fans' opinions should not. Not I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm down at anybody who works at Jiffy Lube, 
because <laughs> uh, they do a phenomenal got, job. Got to earn a living. The twenty nine ninety nine deal always costs you sixty five bucks. It does somehow. So I res- I respect their upsell. Um, but this this whole thing, like I don't know, like I can understand why Kevin Durant is man responds and has to say something because Michael Rapport really didn't have to say anything about KD. And he responded. Um, he in actually in the, in Durant's defense, he did DM him. It was a private message. So that's yep. the equivalent to giving somebody like a phone call. Yep. So, but I mean, to it, it to me, it's two guys who really want, who are talking real tough, who I really don't think want anything to do with violence unless uh, Michael Rappaport's going to uh, uh, bring back his Remy character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, but that Rappaport shows up on TV this week with a shaved head and, and red leases. Yeah, we got a problem. <laughs> but it is crazy how this came out because this this had nothing to do with his his barstool thing. It just happened to he just picked that day. So I guess he figured his name was in the news. He was going to keep it going. Um, but you know, un- unfortunately, some of these media outlets like Page Six took the opportunity to um, to dig up a story from 1997 about Rappaport and how he allegedly um, stalked his uh, ex wife. So. You be careful what you wish for. You know, he's in the news already about the yeah. Barstool thing, and then he brings out the KD thing, and now everybody's like, oh, okay, you want to play that game? Let's go back 24 fucking years ago and, uh, you know, talk about some shit you did back then because that's that's the, the world hey, we live in now. Hey, well, if he's calling somebody else sensitive, and then, you know, your wife your wife leaves you, and then you start stalking her. Yeah. That's yeah. yourself. Yeah, you know? exactly. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. funny that we're – we're talking about Kevin Durant for this. I mean, dude hasn't played in a game since what, like February something. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been a while. Been a while. Anywho. All right. So let's jump in. We left off with the AFC. Uh, we are going to dive into the NFC and recap some of the free agency moves that have been done. Hasn't been a whole lot of movement over the past week or so. It's actually been pretty quiet, which is to be expected. Um, There's been be- one big, Big. One big thing, one big trade, which we will get to once we hit that team up. And it's going to be a lot of – it's going to shake up the entire draft, really. Um, so, But let's let's just breeze through some of these uh, divisions here. Let's go with NFC East. Uh, the Cowboys, biggest signing they had, of course, was Dak Prescott re-signing one of their own four-year, $160 million contract. We talked about that a little bit when it happened, uh, or quite a bit when it happened. So big for them to retain him. Um you know, based on the way the quarterback market is, uh, I always liked that the, the position that they were in, and they did the smart thing by keeping one of their own. Now, a lot of the other signings that they did, actually, all of the other signings, uh, with the exception of one, are on the defensive side of the ball. I just want to pick out a couple. Um, Brent Urban, a defensive lineman from, from the Chicago Bears. I actually like this. One of the more entertaining parts of last season were, was uh, Brent's wife is actually very active on Twitter. Um, and she's uh, she's definitely a uh, 
a fun uh, a fun follow. She gets into the game, she watches it, and uh, honestly, Brent played really well last year. Um, he was able to get a couple of sacks, uh, played really well against the run, and he's got this uh, pretty awesome air guitar celebration that he does after sacks. So I'm gonna miss him. The big dude, six seven, three oh five, and uh, you know he's floated around the league a little bit. He was with the Titans before he uh, went to Chicago, uh, and I think they get a, a quality signing here. So like that yeah, move for the Cowboys. They're basically replacing. Uh, Alden Smith with yes, him. yeah. Which I'm a little surprised they didn't try to retain him. Uh, I don't know if they think that he can only keep behave for so long, or if he just was you know in in well, a different realm with money because he did play extremely well last year. He played he, well. He played well for like the first five. The first five like five games, games. yeah, yeah. And then he kind of tailed off, and I think. Um, you know, maybe. I feel like that team kind of quit as soon as Dak got hurt. So uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think they gave they gave Dalton the chance, but they they I think the Cowboys knew their defense wasn't good enough to to hold teams. Mm-hmm. So and without Dak, I don't think they they felt like they were going to win shootout. Yeah. Now, Andy Dalton's a fine quarterback. I don't. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. We'll get no. to that. We'll get to that. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, we will. Um, but, you know, some of the some of the signings they made were like, you know, you're just saving money on defense and spending it on offense. Like you've got two safeties coming off of ACL injuries that weren't very good in coverage. Like uh, you get who's a Keanu Neal? Yeah, the, I thought I found it pretty curious that they they plucked two defensive players from the Falcons who were extremely bad on defense the last worst, year. The worst, the worst rated secondary. They bring in Demonte Kazee and uh, Keanu Neal. Now, I if I'm not mistaken, I feel like Deontay uh, Demonte Kazee was was banged up quite a bit last year um, for the Falcons. Uh, but I, I don't think he was playing very well before that. Uh, so, yeah, he only played in four games last year. Uh, I think he, like, tore his abdomen or something. I don't exactly remember where what it was. But, um, but yeah, it's an interesting, interesting strategy there by the Cowboys bringing in a and, couple and they, of players. And bringing in Neil, and, and he's – listen, he's probably a much better player if you're talking about Anywhere from the '80s to like late '90s. Yeah, this is one of those like in like a the box, box safety. Yeah, the fact that you know, like three teams even employ a fullback, you really don't need an in the box safety at this point. You know, you you need the versatile guys that can cover and you know hit. So. Yeah, I I think they were just like, look, he's not; these guys aren't going to cost very much money, and we can fill the hole. We'll uh-huh. just uh, we'll just rely on our offense to score a hundred thousand points this season. Yeah, and nothing, nothing like uh, putting a little more pressure on deck. It it kind of reminds me of how they set up the team when they had to, uh, Romo and To, you know. Yeah, they had really put the money on offense. 
they had a really good offense and they had nothing on deep. It was like, you know, there was no balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to the Giants. Oh, the Giants did a ton. Some I like, some I don't like. Uh, we'll start with the don't like. I hate Mike Lennon as the backup. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I guess there's – yeah. I, there's only, I guess, there's only a certain amount of quarterbacks in the, on the planet, but there's got to be a better one than Mike Glennon. It's like the new Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, the new Blaine Gabbert or, or the new um, Chase Daniel, who keeps getting paid for some reason, although he's teamless at the moment. So don't like that signing at all because um, you know if Daniel Jones gets hurt, your season's over. Uh, it's you know he can't play. The guy can't play in the national football league and keep you competitive. Um, uh, the Devontae Booker signing is, is a curious one to me, a two year, $6 million deal. Now $3 million is not a ton of money, but they, they got good production out of the running back position last year after Barkley went down. Um, not great. You know, they had some, some games where they, they could have used like a, a, you know, a stud running back, but it just seems like a lot of money to play for a guy who's always been okay. Uh, and then the Kenny Galladay sign, I actually like the player, uh, but I hate the money. Uh, it, yeah. Kenny Galladay hasn't proven that he can stay healthy at all. Um, he's constantly banged up. He's uh, older. Uh, he's only been in the league for five years, but he's 27 years old. So he's getting close to that, you know, 30 year, uh, 30 year old mark um, that is sort of, you know, uh, a, a cliff that a lot of uh, wide receivers <laughs> fall off of. And they're paying him a shit ton of money. Four years, $72 million, $40 million of it fully guaranteed. I don't. I just don't know about that. I really don't. Yeah, I, I felt the, the same way. Uh, I talked to, you know, a couple of friends of mine that are diehard Giants fans. And I'm like, look, he's a, he's a big, strong, fast guy that can, you know, he, he, he can do pretty much everything you want a receiver to do except – he hasn't been available and it doesn't seem like they're all like, Oh, you know, it was a freak injury. He, uh, you know, somebody rolled on the back of his ankle while he was blocking and broke his ankle or something like that. It's like, it seems like it's always like soft tissue or like, uh, you know, something where, you know, he, he's missing two to four games and yeah. those are the kind of things that can keep you out of the playoffs. And and the, the interesting thing about Gallaudet, like, so he missed, he only played in five games last year. Um, but it wasn't like he sustained a season, season ending injury and then he was done for the season. It was like you said, like constantly back and forth and going to play, not going to play. Um, the year before that, he played in all 16 games. And the year before that, he played in 15 games. But I feel like in both of those seasons, he was always like questionable and banged up. And then, of course, in 20. Yeah. And then in 2017, he played in 11 games. So he's got uh, a four-year career, and he's played in 47 games in those four years. So he's averaging a little under 12 games a year. Um, it's uh, it's it's a risk for sure uh, to to put up that that amount of money for for a wide receiver like that. But they the wide receiver market wasn't that robust uh, once Allen Robinson came off the the best one uh, was was off the table. And if they wanted to get somebody, I guess they felt overpaying for him was okay. Uh, now, on the flip side of that, I do really like the John Ross signing because you're paying for potential still with this guy. Extremely fast. I think he's like a, a wasn't he like a Olympic sprinter or something like that. Yeah, um, he's like I think he's in that like four two. Yeah, he, three range. Cr- 
crazy fast. Um, so for two and a half million dollars with only a million of it guaranteed, fuck it. Yeah, roll the dice. But the on difference, him. the difference with John Ross on uh, the Giants and John Ross on the Bengals is he has a tiny role. They're only going to ask him to do a couple of things, and most of the attention is going to go to. Galladay, then you've got Ingram getting attention. You got yeah. Shepard. He's, he's there, you know, when he's there. Uh, he's and uh, Slayton, too. Slayton started to come on last year. Slayton is, is going to get some attention. Uh, so insert John uh, John Ross, and, you know, all of a sudden that, that safety that's leaning towards Galladay or Slayton or Shepard, you know, gets run by and, you know, they might have a few big scores with Ross. So I, I do like that. And it's costing them nothing. What did you say? Like two, two and a half million or something. Yeah. Only a million guaranteed. Yeah, so. Now let's bounce back to another signing. I hate <laughs> a Dory Jackson. <laughs> they pay paying him big time money. Dude played in three games last year and was not good in any of those three games. Uh, 11 games the year before that, and then uh, two full 16-game seasons his first two uh, years in the league. So it, trending in the wrong direction, constantly banged up. And then when he was on the field last year, he was a complete liability. Um, now, Bradbury played fantastic last year, and they're not going to ask Adore Jackson to be there, there to cover team's number one wide receivers. So I get that, but, you know, three-year, $40 million contract, um, with some bonuses and stuff that could take it up to about 45 million. Um, and they're paying a shit ton of it in the first year, um, 16 million in the first year and 27 million over the first two years. So it's really like, you know, I'm, I'm sure the cap hit to get out of it. Year three is, is pretty minimal. It's just, again, a lot of money to, to throw at a dude. That's kind of questionable. Look, they could have, they could have paid. They could have paid. I mean, Richard Sherman still in the market. They could have paid Richard Sherman 15 million. For you know, two years he says he's gonna mm-hmm. play two years. So two years and fifteen million, and he's your second, you know, cornerback. And if Sherman's on the field, he can still play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the hope with the Dory Jackson is that the pressure's off because he's not covering number ones. Yeah, but the pressure's on because he's in New York, and that's true. And it, you know, like. How many teams don't have two dangerous receivers? Yeah. You know, this is a passing league now. So everybody's going out and getting. Not the Lions. The Lions don't have any dangerous wide receivers. (laughs) I'm talking about football teams. (laughs) Oh, professional. Sorry. Sorry. I misunderstood your question. Misunderstood your question. Think about their division. You go against, you know, you're going to go against Dallas. Mm -hmm. Dallas Dallas is a great wide receiver core. Yeah. They're stacked at receiver. Even if yeah, you go and even Washington, even Washington, Washington, even Washington now's got you know some some depth there. I don't know um, who the fuck is going to be in receiver for the Eagles, but 
Yeah, let's move on. Actually, well, real quick, uh, two two last signings I want to touch on real quick with the Giants. Um, Leonard Williams, after they franchise tagged him, they did work out a, a long-term deal, three-year, $63 million contract. Um, if he conti- continue to rush the pasture from the inside, that's uh, not too much money. That's it. Leonard Williams was fantastic last year, and if they continue to get that level of play out of him, that's 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 a good deal right there. And I like the Danny Shelton signing, uh, too, uh, to shore up a nose tackle. He actually played okay um, for the Lions last year and was a uh, was a stud uh well I don't, I don't, maybe stud is a little overstated he's just one of, he's played, one of those unheralded guys that yeah played played pretty well for done. for new england for a couple of years yeah. isn't going to put up you know big stats or anything but he clogs the middle and you know he makes it he makes other people look good yeah so um so martinez will have another 170 yeah 100 bajillion tackles you know nine yards down eight yards downfield yeah um let's talk about the eagles um the eagles uh there's not much to talk about uh they uh re-signed uh hassan ridgeway uh they signed uh, anthony harris a safety anthony harris which is actually i like that signing uh one-year deal worth five million um and then uh joe flacco is now uh the backup for um jalen hurts uh, and uh, that's it. They really haven't done anything. They've been very quiet in free agency after yeah. the trade, of course. Joe Flacco kind of semi coming home. The Delaware yeah. kid. Yep. Delaware Valley area. Yeah. He's uh, still sticking around, but that's it. Not much to talk about there. Let's move on to Washington. Lots to talk about with Washington. I Washington has made some pretty good moves. Uh, let's start with their new quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, AKA Fitzmagic, Magic. a one, one year deal. Um, I guess they're just going to try to suck, uh, again for another year and sort of be on that fringe bubble thing. Um, this it's interesting because he keeps them sort of competitive and, you know, in the NFL, I guess you get into the playoffs and really anything can happen. But to me, this, I would be a little concerned about this because this puts you, what if you finish, you know, well, not six and nine. That's not going to or, or six and ten. But what if you finish? Um, Be six and seven? eleven. What if you finish seven and ten this year, um, or something like that? It, what does that really do for you? You know, you're still not in a, a great position to get a quarterback the year after. So this could be dangerous for them, um, but it could also work out because I, I like a lot of the other moves they they uh, they made uh, bringing in Adam Humphreys uh, on a one year deal. Uh, Curtis Samuel, I think, is a great. Uh, gadget player and a pretty solid wide receiver to uh compliment uh what's his name the kid from ohio state i'm drawing a blank uh mclaren terry mclaren um so they got it they got uh, a couple of weapons now on offense and uh lamar miller will will back up antonio gibson and yeah not not so bad I, i like some of the some of the things that they did and and in this division it's it's anybody's game and is the job already Fitzpatrick I don't think so um right but I think he does end up starting I don't think and, they've come out and said either way but it's between and you him know Fitz, Fitzpatrick doesn't seem to mind if he only yeah starts five or six games yeah and does. Call him, he just you know he'll throw for 70 percent you know have the three to one touchdown uh the interception ratio and then get pulled but yeah. I don't think he really cares he's like eh. nope he just, just rock- gave me a couple million dollars to rocks his beard and collects his paycheck. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess we got to cover this team. Let's go. Let's talk about the bears. Um, 
I don't even want to talk about this. Uh, all right. You want me to take this one? Yeah. Let's, let's leave. One? Let's leave the quarterback position for last. Uh, I love the Damian Williams signing. Uh, they they lacked a solid backup running back last year, um, and when. Uh, Tariq Cohen, who's not really a backup running back, he's more of a change of pace guy, obviously, and uh, receiving threat out of the backfield. But when he went down uh, and then um, David Montgomery wasn't really playing very well in the beginning of the year, they had nothing. And uh, Cordero Patterson was their, was their backup plan. So picking up Damian Williams is, is a good move. It's a one-year uh, contract. I don't think they spent a lot of money on him. I want to say it was like a one-year $3 million deal. Um. So like that, like obviously and the he's, French and he's coming off the season where, you know, he didn't take any bumps or bruises. Right. Yep. He's yeah. rested. Uh, like, but like I, the Allen Robinson franchise tag, obviously. I'll tell you one thing. Um, the bears have not succeeded necessarily in, in getting Football. all of the guys that they wanted, but they have been aggressive. And you got to appreciate that as a Bears fan. Yes. How aggressive they've been. They are trying. They know they, you know, they have a little window. They've got, they've got a lot of pieces in place. They're and a quarterback they, away. They really are. Right. They, and you can, yeah, you can definitely. <laughs> they've been a quarterback say, away since 1940. <laughs> that's the, that I was going to say that, that's the story of the Bears, though. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they always seem to be able to find uh you know some some good linebackers and uh solid running backs, but god that fucking quarterback super elusive. So Andy Dalton to a one, uh, one year 10 million dollar contract, uh 13 million possible with incentives. Don't like the money, don't like the player. Uh he's going to be better than he's got to let me rephrase that. He's got to be better than what Trubisky and Foles were last year. Um, the offensive line sort of came together towards the end of the year, and uh, they're addressing some of the problems that they had there with some depth moves. Um, hey, pace is pace is really high on Dalton. Yeah, he is, he and thinks, supposedly San Francisco play. was after him too. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I buy that. Who knows? I mean, there's so much bullshit that goes around this time of year. But I, I just I find it hard to believe that you watched him play last year for the Cowboys, and you're like, that's the guy I gotta get. <laughs> I heard Dalton like immediately shunned uh, the 49ers and a couple other teams mm-hmm. uh, because they were offering him backup. Like you're coming in here to be the backup. Yeah. And they were giving him backup money. They weren't giving him money to, you know, you might be the guy. So, you know, San Francisco probably offered him like five to seven million and a one or two year deal probably a one-year deal but yeah um there's got to be another move that that gets made um i they're gonna draft the quarterback clearly i don't anticipate them moving up in the draft um they're still saying that the uh the russ wilson thing is not a dead dead uh deal but i, I think <laughs> obviously but no no yeah. sure I think I think closer as we get closer to the to the draft that becomes uh you know complete uh, impossibility the the trade that they offer I them really, I don't really know what the Seahawks could possibly want Yeah if that's if that's legitimately the offer that they made them three firsts a third Akeem Hicks and uh Kyle Fuller that is two pro bowl caliber defensive starters three first round picks and the third third round pick that's a lot. 
Like, I mean, I get it. He's a, he's a generational quarterback and that's why you make that offer. But if they were playing hardball, I think they, they lost because I don't think anybody's going to give them a better offer than that. And if they weren't legitimately going to trade him, that's one thing. Of course you turn it down because you're not going to accept anything. I think, I think, um, I think their deal had to either set them up to get one of the top quarterbacks in this draft, which was, yeah, which was going to be the problem all along because Chicago picks at 20. So it's not enough. Right. So, um, unless they could have taken those picks and, and packaged them into something to, to jump up the ladder. But uh, that that's, that's a huge haul to get, but Seattle's like, we're coming off of winning the division. I don't know if I want to just blow this thing up right? because there's no Russell Wilson. That team, I, I, Nobody knows exactly what that team would be. Yeah, it's a five-win team max. He doesn't miss any games, but I can't see them winning very many games without Russell Wilson. Yeah, I agree. And Pete Carroll's not getting any younger. If they had like a you know forty-seven-year-old head coach, maybe that's something they think about. Um, you know, maybe that's even a move that they make to buy themselves a few more years. And it's like, oh well, he had to go and you know give me a few years to develop the the quarterback and rebuild the roster. And who the fuck knows? But it ain't. It didn't happen. It doesn't look like it's gonna happen. Uh, a couple other moves for Chicago. Uh, love the Mario Edwards uh, re, uh, contract. A three-year, eleven point five five million dollar contract. Um, that's a steal for a guy who played really, really well last year. Um, I, I, I like what he did, uh, and to be able to get a pass rusher, uh, situational pass rusher, and a rotational guy at that price is a good deal. Uh, I like uh, Jeremiah Adachu. I think uh, or at at Adocho Adochu uh, got him from the the Broncos. He had five sacks last year. Again, a rotational guy. Um, they're they're making sure that they have enough guys to get after the 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 passer. Um, do not like the Desmond Trufant signing at all. I ridiculed the Lions when they signed him last year, and I'm going to ridicule the Bears. The guy's toast. Um, he's not going to be uh, a number one corner on this team like he was asked to be on um, on the Lions last year. But, uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, the dude had th- four passes defended all last year. Um, he was just not uh, not very good. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that, if they could squeeze anything out of him. But I, I think that's a stupid signing. Uh, and then, you know, a whole bunch of nothing. And for some reason, they're continue to be enamored with Artie Burns. Uh, after he tore his uh, ACL in uh, training camp last year, they bring him back on another one-year deal. So that's it. I'm done with Chicago. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. I'm fucking pissed <laughs> off. They need a quarterback. Just they make it happen. Fine. Make it happen. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a team that's at least uh, makes me feel a little bit better about being a Bears fan. That's the Detroit Lions. Uh, obviously, the big trade acquiring Jared Goff uh, from Matthew Stafford. Um, terrible deal. We covered that. Know how I feel about that. I think Jared Goff sucks. Um, and if you couldn't squeeze anything out of him with the uh, the offensive-minded head coach and, and the culture that they had in, in L.A., I don't think you're going to get anything out of him in Detroit, and that's just fine by me. Uh, Tim Boyle, the fucking cult figure that he was in uh green bay for some reason or another uh has come to back him up as they release um chase daniel and they pilfer jamal williams so this is exactly what i hate about the Devonte booker signing in in um 
in New York, Jamal Williams is, in my mind, undoubtedly better than Devontae Booker. He's a good pass blocker. He has underrated hands, catch the ball out of the backfield, and a good he's, between he's the tackles. A, he's, a, he's a starting caliber. He team. is. Two-year, $7.5 million contract. So 3.75 mil per year where the Giants are paying Devontae Booker 3 mil a year. Just that's that's just why it's a dumb signing. Uh I don't know what the Lions are planning to do at uh wide receiver. They obviously have to draft uh some bodies, but uh right now their their number one wide receiver is Tyrell Williams um and Brashad Perriman's their number two. Uh both new signings uh for them. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. Uh, and then they uh, overpaid uh, Romeo Aquara on a three-year, $39 million contract. Um, the one thing that I actually do like that they did, there's two things. Um, I like uh, the Michael Brockers trade. Uh, don't get him for, for very much. Now, the, the, funny, <laughs> the funny thing about the Michael Brockers trade is did you see his reaction when um, they traded for – uh, Matthew Stafford. So he, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he tweeted like uh, something like now that's an upgrade or some, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets traded to the lions where he's playing with, that's going to be an awkward day one in camp. <laughs> uh, but I, I like, like the trade. I mean, for a seventh round, what pick, the hell is Jared Goff going to do? <laughs> yeah, nothing, not a goddamn thing. He's going to call him a uh, pasty cum guzzling bitch. <laughs> Uh, but for a seventh round pick uh, to get a player of the caliber of Michael Brockers, you can't go wrong with that. But um, the Rams had to dump his contract because he, he still owed uh, he was still owed some money, but um, they, they re-signed him and, and restructured his deal. Uh, and then I actually like the uh, Alex uh, Anzalone uh, con- signing uh, one year deal linebacker from the saints uh, who's uh, played pretty well at times. So like those, you know, I, I know uh you're not big on the Lions receivers, but I, I like the, the Tyrell Williams signing. They didn't they, spend anything on him. Yeah, they're, they're they're not paying him a lot, but right. And it was it was just a couple of years ago that he was he was a big time. You know what did he, they gave him? The Raiders gave him. Well, that, Ra- that doesn't Ra- really say anything when the Raiders give you. A yeah, bunch of money. that's a thing. I mean, but there he, he was coveted. He was coveted. He had one good season with the Chargers. Uh, uh, other than 2016, which, I mean, that's forever ago at this point. Um, he's never had more than 730 yards receiving in a season. He missed the entire season last year, only played in 14 games the year before that. Um, and he played in 14 games and only had 651 yards receiving. So he's got, again, he's another one of these uh, potential guys. Um, but, you know, at some point you're going to have to start actually producing he had that one year it was like a tease um, jared golf will fix him oh yeah i'm sure yeah if i mean if, if car couldn't do it you know jared golf should, should be able to <laughs> solve that problem so i mean i guess from from a money standpoint and you know what it could get you it's it's not that big of a contract it's a one-year 4.7 million dollar contract with some bonuses uh, to tack on another one and a half million if he hits them so i guess it's not horrible but you know when you look at their wide receiver core you, you can't feel good about it no Let's move on no, to the Packers. What is it? Him and uh, Perryman. Him and Perryman and uh, Quintez Cephas and uh, some somebody else. Uh, um, 
I don't even remember because Amendola's gone now too. Yeah, Amendola's gone. Yeah, Amendola's gone, and um, Harvin Jones is gone too, and Galloway's gone. They're all their wide receivers from last year are gone. And we've <clears> already <throat> spent too much time on the Lions. Damn straight. Uh, <laughs> Packers. This won't take long either because, uh, by my count, they haven't signed a single free agent. <laughs> Every Aaron year. Jones. Uh, yeah, but he was he was a re-signing. But yes, Aaron Jones, uh, pretty decent sized contract, four year, forty eight million dollars. That's about as much money as you're going to get for a stud running back th- these uh, days. Teams are starting to realize that you can get running backs uh, in a lot of different places. Well, especially the way the game is played now. You, you know, this is like um, I feel like guys like you know in the past like. Uh, t- like a Terrence Mathis, remember him? Browns and, and the Falcons, and like a Dave Meggett. I, I feel like guys like that would be coveted in today's game, mm-hmm. and they'd be like your big time guys when they were like, you know, they were called like the scat back. Yeah, well, yeah, that's 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 you what know, the game it's is like now. Everybody, it's like everybody wants a scat back. Um, so yeah, so no, no free agents so far for the Packers, uh, but they've re-signed Aaron Jones, Mercedes Lewis, uh, Tyler Lancaster, Kevin King, and Will Redmond. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the draft's a couple of weeks away. Maybe and I think Mercedes Lewis is somebody. just like, I don't have anywhere else to go. Guys, yeah. Got nowhere else to go. <laughs> you guys hire. Uh-huh. Uh, let's move on to the Vikings. The Vikings are another team that hasn't done too much, but they have done, uh, you know, a few things of note. So my favorite signing that they they've done so far is Dal- Dalvin Tomlinson, the two year, $22 million contract. Um, they needed help uh, in the middle. They really didn't have much depth. So they get Tomlinson from the giants, um, not a pass rushing, um, <clears throat> not a, a pass rushing guy in the vein of like um uh, Leonard Williams, uh, but he can get there, uh, get home every once in a while. He's had uh, three and a half sacks each of his last two years um, and only one sack in his career prior to that. Um, but the guy's a really good run stuffer, um, big body. So I like that signing uh, and money's not horrible. And it's only called cost him like 10 and a half. Million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then of course, well, actually uh, the, the, the whole contract is pretty much guaranteed. Though. Yeah. It, most of it. Yeah. 16 million of it's guaranteed. So, no. but, 20.8 of it is married. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big, that's a, that's a nice chunk there. Nice why chunk. didn't they just make, why? Yeah, they, at that just, point. Just fully guaranteed a contract. Yeah. It's a $21 million contract. No, you're not getting that other 200,000. Uh, I like that move and I like uh, Patrick, well, I don't like Patrick Peterson. I like the Xavier Woods uh, contract. Uh, one year, two and a half million dollars. He's um, had had some uh, good years in in Dallas. Um, the thing I don't like about the Patrick Peterson contract is the money. Um, I mean, I'm okay with it. Patrick Peterson back in the day was one. Of, he was a shutdown corner. He's one of the top corners in the league. He was always in the in the conversation for being the best corner in the league. He hasn't been that great the the last no. two seasons, really, mostly last season. Uh, you know. In hindsight, I'm sure they wish they had waited a little bit because when you sign Patrick Peterson for a $10 million contract and then Kyle Fuller gets a $9 million deal, you're like, fuck. Um, you know, I really could have had uh, had a better player there. Well, I, I think Patrick Peterson's name kind of got him 
couple of yeah. extra million. Yeah. Because there were guys who played really well, like last year, like like Fort Niners signed Verrett for five million, and uh, Emmanuel Mosley for five million, and Kwan Williams, one of the best slot corners in the league, he got like three million. Yeah. So when you're looking at what the cornerback market is, is getting and you see guys like Sherman not signed yet. Yeah. They jumped on Peterson because they wanted, you know, they wanted his name. I feel like more than his talent and they overpaid. They probably yeah. could have, if, you know, he probably would have sat there. Um, they may have gotten into a, a little bit of a bidding war with like the giants instead of them going for uh, a Dory. Mm -hmm. But I, I I think it would have been in like the five or $6 million range. Yeah. I mean, obviously free agency was totally fucked up this year with the drop in, in the salary cap, but uh, there, there's been a lot of markets for players. Uh, You mentioned the, the corner market, the wide receiver market wasn't what many had projected it to be. So yeah, very interesting all around. Um, and you know the the owners uh, have played that up. And oh, the GMs most have played that up. Yeah, they've uh, used it to their and, advantage. Right, and they're getting creative when they need to. When you when they need to like resign a guy or they really need to, you're seeing some of these creative. Yeah, deals, like, like like what the Saints you know, did with Taysom Hill. Right, he had a five year, hundred and forty million dollar contract or something with uh four years four years that are avoidable <laughs> yeah avoidable <laughs> yeah uh Sorry. nfc nfc south uh the falcons mike davis jumps ship from the panthers stays in the division and goes to the falcons again another signing that makes a Devonte booker signing look bad two year five and a half million dollar deal so less money than they're paying booker mike davis was really good last year for carolina panthers showed how versatile he is the guy can block he can catch a ball out of the backfield he can run um, he's a good goal line back because he's a big body. I mean, just a really good, solid and, player. And it's crazy to say, but an upgrade from <laughs> upgrade from Todd Gurley. Gurley. It, yep. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's running backs drop off a cliff so fast, quickly. How fast it happens. He's still so young. Yeah, you know. But I mean, that that was a horrific knee injury. Yeah, yeah that 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 took its toll on him long term. Um, and then, and then a bunch of little moves here for the uh, for the Falcons. Uh, they bring in Barcavius Mingo from the Bears. He played pretty well last year. Um, you know, I, I thought he uh, was pretty good in coverage, uh, which the Bears asked him to do a little bit. Um, he was good against the run uh, as well. So, you know, I like that signing uh, for the the Falcons. They didn't. They, the Bears didn't really use him rushing the passer very much, but he still mustered a, a couple of sacks, two and a half sacks last year. Uh, he played in all sixteen games. They definitely used him rotationally. Um, I, I thought that that that's a good move for the Falcons. Uh, I don't see the money on here, so it must not be a big contract. It just says one year deal. Um, and then yeah, that's you know a couple other little moves for the Falcons, but really nothing of note. Um, they do get tight end Lee Smith from the bills in exchange for uh, a seventh round draft pick in 2022. So not even this year, um, but the Falcons are another team that's been, been pretty quiet. Panthers. What do we got here for the Panthers? He let's see. Carolina. Carolina. Uh, David Moore. I actually kind of like this. David Moore flashed uh, in a couple of games for, for the Seahawks 
last year. He's a, um, you know, a pretty decent size wide receiver. He goes about six feet, two fifteen, Uh, and you know, he, he had uh, a, a few, if I'm not mistaken, a few games where he had multiple touchdowns, uh, over the past couple of seasons, uh, last yeah. year specifically. Now, he's, I feel like, he's, I feel like he had like some games. No, I guess not. But when when you benefit from Tyler Lockett and uh, Metcalf, and nobody's paying attention to Dave Moore, I know he's had he's had some big catches against the Niners. Yeah. Um, but the the Panthers are, are probably going to need him to do a little bit more with uh, Samuel gone. Yeah, he's so, going to be their their number two. I would have to imagine he's going to be so, it's going to be him and uh, Robbie Anderson. You know, this this could be one of those things where, you know, he's not going to just get lost downfield. I mean, they're going to they're going to be covering him. They're going to be covering him with one of their better, uh, you know, cover guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I just don't know if uh, if if everything's going to translate from Seattle to uh, Carolina, but. You know, uh, he's got he's got a worse quarterback and he's got more pressure on him, so it's right. definitely not going to get easier. That's for sure. A lot of his stuff comes off of like when Russell's like scrambling around like crazy, and he just gets lost in the you know in the middle of the field somewhere. That's what, you know he's not a guy that you see, you know, like oh it's it's third and six they're they're running the play for him. So yeah. But a very very reasonable contract, two year, four point seven five million for him. Um, several offensive line um, signings for for the Panthers. Uh, they bring in uh, tackle Cam Irvin, uh, Taylor Moton. They franchise tag. They've yet to work out a long term contract with him, um, and then bring in two guards as well. Um, Pat Elfline uh, signs a, a three year contract, and John Miller uh, comes over. Actually, John Miller will, uh, was a resign. Uh, he was uh, he was Panther last year, uh, and then uh, the the one that I liked that I thought was a a pretty decent bargain, considering right. he had over twelve sacks last year is Hassan Reddick, uh, yeah. one one year um, eight million dollar contract with six million guaranteed. I mean, for a guy that had that many sacks last year, that's a that's a good deal. And and he moved, the, you know, he moves from the traditional outside linebacker to an edge guy. And he had a lot of a lot of success, and and they lost Chan, Chandler Jones in, you know, what the first game of the season. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, he had more pressure on him. Yeah. Um. But, you know, the Cardinals weren't going to, you know, going to pay him after they pick up JJ Watt. They're bringing Jones back. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a really good sign. And when when I saw that he was. Uh, he was kind of on the market. I was like, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind 49ers picking him up. You know, like they have, uh, they have a couple of guys are throwing in. I don't think deep Ford's going to play. So, but I think he would have fit, fit well in that rotation that they do. And uh, he probably would have got some, you know, a decent amount of sacks over there too. But it was Carolina would have probably suck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, onto the Saints. Um, obviously, the the uh, uh, Saints have gone marching home. 
the the big big news out of New Orleans this offseason is Drew Breeze retiring to uh, go in the color commentary booth for NBC, right? Is that where he's going? I think so. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a dry uh, dude. He's not really a. He's, I, like, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, he we'll, doesn't have like a lot of charisma. I don't think this is going to be a like a. Yeah, I don't know. Last time he opened his mouth, uh, it was uh, to to talk about how he didn't like people kneeling for, for the anthem. So, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe we'll we'll be surprised. I mean, I everyone never thought Tony Romo would have been as good as he was. I did. I really? did. I right, come on. Tony, I don't know. I feel, no, I did. You, <laughs> people hate Tony Romo. I don't hate Tony, Tony Romo. Romo. I like Tony Romo. Right now is, is my favorite commentator. I yeah, me too. Uh. Tony Romo's always had that 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 charisma, and he, you know, he smiles. And I'm pretty sure he drinks before the game, and a little bit. Yeah, Coronas. Haven't you seen those commercials? Yeah. He's uh, he's he's very loose with the lips. He says some ridiculous things, like he said something about a a girl in the stands. It's like I'm surprised she's alone. Yeah, you, know, he like gotta, you gotta love that. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, but yeah, uh I you know, like I I just feel like he's going to be my favorite Tony Romo. He's going to be dry. Probably not nobody will be as bad as Booger though. No. Or Jason Witten was terrible. Oh, uh, Jason Witten was like uh yeah, they're, they're playing football down there. My favorite Tony Romo one was when Dak got hurt and he goes, "Oh, you got to hope it's a cramp." <laughs> his, <laughs> his foot's <laughs> His foot is completely disconnected from the rest of his leg. Is that how your feet uh, twist up when uh, you get a cramp, Tony? Yeah. Um, but as you would expect, not not much has taken place in the New Orleans Saints uh, free agent signing because they were like $700 billion over the cap. Um, they uh, re-signed Jameis Winston to a one-year uh, $5.5 million deal. Um, he's likely going to be their starter. They you know, put pulled some salary cap shenanigans with uh, Taysom Hill uh, with with a four year contract that's like voidable, like all the years except for the first year are voidable, um, and then just uh, you know a bunch of uh, you know re-signing of uh, some of their players. And uh, I, from what it looks like, the only two free agents they brought in are uh, offensive linemen. Nope, he was he was the same last year too. Um, uh, Nick Vanette from from the Seahawks as a tight end. So uh, not much uh, actually than it was on the Broncos last year, formerly of the Seahawks. Um, not a ton of movement to talk about there. And let's get to the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I guess, congratulations on being the only team in the Super Bowl era to return all 22 starters from the Super Bowl to your team the year after. That's pretty goddamn impressive. And it proves as always that the salary cap is fake. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had, you had, uh, Brady, you know, started it off with kind of restructuring his deal. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of free agency, they were like, they can have one or the other when they talked about Goodwin and Shaq Barrett. They ended up getting both when they were looking at one point, they were looking like they weren't going to get either one of them. To come back. Yeah. 
because Shaq Barrett was like, there is no such thing as a home hometown discount. Um, and and he didn't give him one either. They they yeah. figured out a way to get it done. The only guy who um, who is having some trouble uh, seems to be Antonio Brown. Antonio yes. Brown. It does and, not surprise me that he wants to get paid. Paid. Yeah, Antonio Brown and the Buccaneers have a totally different idea of his worth. I think the Buccaneers are like, hey, at seven or eight million dollars, you know, you're worth the risk. Yeah, so I, don't, probably, I wonder if they're even willing wants, to give him that much. He probably wants like, you know, still top dollar. He probably yeah. wants 14 to 16 million dollar range. Yeah. And that might be why he's still sitting there waiting for the phone to ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I Listen, if if he hasn't had all of the 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 crazy shit going on behind, you know, off the field, he's he's still a guy. I would pay him before I paid Kenny Gallagher. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, but he, um, he does have a lot. So <laughs> somebody's going to give him somebody's going to give him money in between probably what he's looking for and what the market suggests. I think he'll get above the, the market value. But I think I, I think he'll get around what AJ Green got, uh, which we'll we'll talk about next. But I, I think he'll get like around a, that, that. What did six, he get like ten million? Six six million. Six? Yeah. I think he should get more than that. Yeah, but I don't think he will because of all that off the field shit. Now if he does it again this year and he can prove it again, then he may actually be in for a big payday the year after. Well and then and then you're talking about him being, I think, like what, 32, 33? Yeah. So yeah, I think with, that's why the year off. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, Arizona Cardinals, uh, they did a lot this offseason, and I, I like a lot of what they did. Um, I don't like anything. I, <laughs> um, so not totally crazy about um, you know, having your your backup be Colt McCoy. Uh, but I guess, you know, he he did play okay for the giants last year, kept them in some games, um, even won a couple, uh, kept them in the playoff race. So, um, you know, not, not horrible. I guess you could do worse. Um, AJ green one year, $6 million contract. This could be a very under the radar signing, um, because he's, he's 32. So he's not, you know, he's not, uh, he's not a spring chicken. Uh, he's got 38 year old. In, ankles. Yeah, ankles and knees. Yeah, um, he he's been banged up quite a bit in his career, but but unlike a guy like coverage, yeah, he's he's they're not going to you know put all of the 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 coverage towards him when he's in Cincinnati. You know, he's getting all the attention. He's going to get what he else to cover. Everybody's, but you know, if his route tree looks anything like uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, yeah. I don't know how successful it's going to be. Yeah, um, but you know, lot, plenty of other weapons on this offense to to roll coverage away from him. So I, I think it could potentially be be really good fit. I think it was a very smart move by AJ Green. You know, going to a team like this, um, where he's mm-hmm. not going to be relied upon to be the guy, and he's playing with a good young quarterback who can get the ball up to him. 
So, um, you know, could, could potentially be a really, really good signing. Um, the yeah. other move that is just absolutely baffling to me, why they parted with him in the first place, uh, but being able to get Rodney Hudson, Hudson, who is a top three center in this league for um, a third round pick, they get Hudson and a seventh rounder back for, for a third round pick. That's just fucking bonkers. And it's just more of, of the Raiders doing dumb shit. Um, that, a really great move by them. John Gruden is just over there, like trying to figure out what I can do to get all of the people that I want nothing to do with. This he's like this guy didn't RSVP to my birthday party. They had such a great offensive line and redid the entire thing. Not anymore. It's fucking bonkers. Uh, It's like he's playing uh, Madden, uh, making trades, but he's holding the controller upside down. (laughs) And now he's like, I just got Rodney. Yeah, I just got Rodney Hudson. Wait, the Raiders are red, uh, right? They're the red team. The um, they didn't get anything for that, but but they got they also got Watt, and not only did they get Watt, but Watt was he was doing what like twenty one million or something this year. Yeah, so they got him for they got him to restructure two years, thirty one million. Uh no, they Watt was released, so so it was a free agent contract. Oh, okay. So yeah, they got him for two two year twenty eight million. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I right. just yeah, uh, two year thirty one million, twenty three million guaranteed. That this is another guy that I feel like is living off his name, but he's gonna have a good year. Like I just I can just feel it, you know, with um, Chandler Jones coming back uh, healthy. Um, I like the re-signing of Marcus Golden. He's he played really well for them uh, last year. Um, I just think this is a really good spot for JJ Watt. Yeah, because he's not going to get the attention, and he's going to get some one-on-one stuff. Um, you know, even if they even if they they used him situationally to try and save his body may even be better. Like, do you remember when the Cowboys started uh, bringing, like, Charles Haley in, like, on just passing down? Yeah, they bring him in, like, you know, four, four, five, six downs per drive, if that. Yeah, and they're like, just go do something crazy. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, okay, he's like, I can motor, I can motor for, for two, three plays and come off the field. But I just, you know, if there's if there's a 12 play drive, I don't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't want anything to do with 50 snaps in a game. But um, yeah, I, I I I could see them doing that with Watt, you know, because he's been so banged up the last few years. But even with him being banged up, when he's on the field, he uh, he produces. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on to the Rams. Uh, not much to talk about here. Obviously, the Stafford trade was the big one. It never is. Only one free agent signing. They re-signed Leonard Floyd to a four-year, $64 million contract. It pains me to see this because it, this should have been the money that he was getting in Chicago. They should have picked up his fifth-year option and then signed with this contract instead of giving the money um, to Robert Quinn, who uh, I don't know what his deal was last year. I don't know if he wasn't healthy or what. Um, they didn't even restructure or cut him. So uh, I'm guessing they're still expecting something out of him, but Leonard Floyd has actually finally lived up to his uh, draft position and played really well with the Rams last year. He was, he was always very good against the run. 
um, but just couldn't get home with the sacks. He made that happen last year. So good for him. Get, getting the he's in that, he's in that same boat, like a Bud Dupree. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you saw the potential, you saw the potential. Yeah. And the and flashes then, and just, you know, couldn't, couldn't be flashes. consistent. And then Bud Dupree actually right, you know, as they're like, I don't think we're going to pick up your option. You know, next thing you know, he's a sack machine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, they, they got, they franchised him and had him back this year and he was having another good year before he tore his ACL. But uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I see Floyd, but um, you know, I don't really care about the Rams. <laughs> talk about the Rams. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, one year, four and a half million dollar contract. If he can stay healthy. Well, I like it. But he just doesn't ever stay healthy. At, at this point, I feel like Sean is making business decisions. Yeah, as you like to say, um, he's you know he's a, he's always been a small guy. He's like 175 pounds, and I don't think he's you know I think he knows his days in the NFL are numbered, and he's gonna he's gonna cash a couple more checks while he can. And, you know, he's looking for a role where, you know, the Rams offense might be, you know, good offense for him because they get especially guys with face. big arm Stafford throwing him the ball. Right. They get guys in space and, you know, he's hoping to to uh, to get those those big catches and maybe not take big hits. But uh, we'll see before you know, we'll see if if he can get through not having a shoulder or a shin or a heel or whatever the hell ails him. Yeah. And that, that's all there is to talk about, about the, uh, the Rams. They, they haven't, again, another team that was way, way, way over salary salary cap. But, so there wasn't a lot they could do, but I also don't think they needed to do much. Um, yeah. No, I don't think they needed to do much. They have a good team. Yeah, I I, thought, I, I think thought, they drastically improved their quarterback position. So right, I thought that the 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 weakest link, you know, for them was Goff. Yep. You know, um, and I I don't think Goff is a is a terrible quarterback, but he's not as good as Stafford, and I think Stafford will be better for the type of offense. He's 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 a little bit more accurate, and he's got a bigger arm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right, we want we want to do Seattle next, or you want to do San Francisco next? You want to say let's, C- let's get to those She-Hawks. All right, let's do the She-Hawks. Save the best for last. So, uh, um, not a ton here. I I like uh, again them taking advantage of the Raiders. They bring in Gabe Jackson, uh, guard, solid player last year for for the Raiders. Um, you know, a good uh, contributor to one of the best offensive lines in po- football. Uh, they they get him for a fifth round pick uh, and then sign him to a three year, $22.5 million extension. So always good to shore up the offensive line, especially when you have a quarterback who is uh, supposedly asking to be traded because he's tired of getting hit. Um, And then they bring on, um, yeah, or they re-sign a couple of other offensive linemen that they had too, which I'm not sure is the best tactic uh, when you're trying to get better. Uh, they do bring back Carlos Dunlap after they cut him. 
um, yeah. to a reduced um, uh, two-year, $16.6 million contract. That made sense. I like that move. Yeah, and he did really well for them. He, I think he played eight games, and he had like five or six sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have no pass rush aside from him. And their defense played a lot better mm-hmm. when uh, after they got Dunlap. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, they, they made the Seahawks have made some good moves. Uh, with the Ev- Gerald Everett, um, Akilah uh, Weathers- Witherspoon, uh, he's kind of an X factor. He's going from the same defense, uh, same style of defense that, that kind of cover two. But the the year the 49ers uh, played Kansas City two years ago in the Super Bowl, the beginning of the season, Witherspoon was playing extremely well. He was the starting cornerback, and then he got hurt. And Emmanuel Mosley came in, and he actually played a little bit better than Witherspoon. Witherspoon is that guy who has that – has that like one really bad play mm-hmm. that'll ruin ruin a uh, a good game? So uh, I don't wish him any success in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> At least twice a year. At least twice a year. But uh, that and uh, did you mention Puna Ford? No, didn't mention Puna Ford yet. Puna Ford was a, another good signing. Um, He's, he's another one of those big bodies, you know, you put in the middle and have him clog up a whole bunch of stuff, isn't going to get a lot of credit. And he really, he, you know, he's getting like $7 million a year for two years. So, uh, you know, the, you know, those are the things that – those are those signings that, that make a difference. Yeah, where you just keep in, your own, in, own solid yeah. players. Yep. All right, let's let's get to it. Last but not least, Woo! San Francisco 49ers. The big have news. Been, the big they, well, news. They, they have been one of the the busier teams, but they're signing a lot of their own guys. Um the I think what might be as big a news is the, the trade that we're going to talk about in a few minutes is signing Trent Williams. Huge, huge. Now, now the story from Trent Williams is the I, we were given the the Chiefs a lot of flack about not addressing the offensive line enough, mm-hmm. and apparently they had a deal done with Trent Williams. Trent Williams was going to dinner to finalize this, and. He called Shanahan because the good thing is Shanahan's extremely close with him. Uh, He said, I'll give you a heads up before I do anything. Tell Shanahan, he's like, I'm on my way to dinner. We're probably going to get a deal done by the end of the night. He said by the time he got to the restaurant and and, um, valeted his car, his agent had called and said, there's a deal done with San Francisco. Go ahead and go home. I don't know if he had that dinner. Yeah, I was gonna say you know, I don't. He, he might have ate dinner now. and just paid for it himself. <laughs> he he can certainly afford it now. Maybe he's like, I have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me eat the steak. First. I mean, Andy Reid probably took him to a barbecue spot anyway. 
Yeah, six-year, hundred and thirty-eight million dollar contract. Um, look, it's the, the kind of money that uh, one of, if not the best left tackle in the game and, will get. It's that important. And, and Trent Williams actually has adopted almost like Tom Brady type. You know, he's not eating avocado toast for breakfast. I'm sure, but uh, a much healthier lifestyle, and he's treating his body a lot better. Yeah, he have, had during, to after after the brain cancer. Yeah, during and in the off season, and he says he doesn't see any reason why he can't play at a high level at 40. And you know, you look at uh, uh, was it Whitworth on uh, the Rams. Yeah. That guy's like 65. Yeah. Yeah. He feels you know, like I, think they put him, I think they put him in like Mumra's uh, crypt <laughs> after the game. He's like, transforming. I remember when he was blocking for Jim Everett. Yeah. <laughs> he helped, he helped uh, Jim. He, he hazed Jim, hey, Jim Everett when Jim Everett was a rookie. Yeah. He used to call him Chris. Yeah. He used to smack <laughs> Jackie Slater around. <laughs> Uh, but the big oh, news came out last week uh, was woo. what was that Friday? I don't know. I, I have whatever day it is. I haven't slept since it. Yeah. So the Niners move up to um, number three in the draft. They mortgage their future, um, really, uh, to to move up with with the Dolphins. Let's talk about. Do we do we buy? I mean, it's so hard because I, I want to say that everything that we know is probably bullshit because it's if it's out there because it's trying to create confusion. All right, but right uh, now, like the big rumor that keeps getting floated out there is that they moved up to get Mac Jones. All right, I don't believe that for a second. I don't either. I don't. Uh, here's the thing: Mac Jones is a pocket passer who's stiff. Uh, accurate for the most part, not at his pro day, but pretty much an accurate guy. Um, he's a younger version of Garoppolo, basically. And Shanahan has, has hinted for a couple of years uh, or several years that, you know, a mobile quarterback is kind of always what he's wanted. And he thinks a mobile quarterback will add that uh, that big dimension. There's three mobile quarterbacks that are rated higher than Mac Jones. First of all, if, if they wanted Mac Jones, they did not have to give up two first-round picks and a third-round pick. They probably could have stayed at 12. To get Mac, they probably could have stayed at 12 and picked Mac. If they were at 12 and picked Mac Jones, I really wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't be that upset about that. Yeah, um, I don't think you can mortgage your future for Mac Jones. Yeah, and by mortgaging the future, they we're what we're talking about is they trade their number twelve pick this year, uh, a twenty twenty two first and third well, round, they, and the twenty. They, they swapped. They swapped twelve and three. So it's right, not really right, 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 right. Well, I mean, it's part of what they they traded to move yeah. up. Um, but yes, thank you for clarifying that. Um, and then also the twenty twenty three first round. Uh, pick so yeah that's that's a lot i would say that's mortgage in the future you know you're, you're giving up yeah. your first round pick um for three years and, and no two well okay yeah 
three three first round picks. One of them is in the same year that you're acquiring right. three. Yeah. Now, I'm not as worried about not getting the the not having the first round pick because I'm hoping that you know this isn't a team. This isn't your normal six and ten team. Okay, this is a team that's built to win now. So they're thinking the next two years are hopefully our first round pick is at the end of the draft and it's not going to not going to make that much of a difference. And they have done extremely well in the second, third, fourth, and fifth round. You know, you've got guys like Kittle, Debo Samuel, uh, Fred Warner was a third round pick. Um, they've picked up some some big time talent later in the round, so I don't think they're as worried about losing those two first round picks. But I think if you move up to three, I think their mindset was they would be fine with any of the three the top three. And when I mean top three, I'm saying uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields. Couldn't agree more. They they have to be okay with either Wilson or, or Fields. Or Fields. And there's a lot of talk about Trey Lance. And, and he's another one. I don't think they're going to give that much up at a chance to get Trey Lance. Yeah, I, agree. I know They could have stayed at 12. Exactly. Like, I don't I, – I, I, I would be upset if they picked – Trey Lance. Um, the only, I mean, the best thing coming out of this is I, I feel like they're moving up for, you know, one of two specific guys. And the only people they'd have to move up for is Fields and Wilson. I think everybody else, they didn't have to, they didn't have to get to the number three pick for that. So, uh, I think they're going to take a page out of Kansas City's book. When Kansas City moved up from like 17 or 18 or whatever it was to 10 mm-hmm. and grabbed Mahomes. Uh, and they, they said, we have Alex Smith right now. We'll, we'll ride with Alex Smith and we'll let the guy mature. And then we'll get rid of Alex Smith. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I honestly think that that's what's going to happen with Garoppolo. I think, um, I think it's a win-win situation for uh, the 49ers. If here's the thing, if Garoppolo plays lights out this year, they can either trade him, maybe yeah. get a first you rounder, know, get some, something back. If he if he plays lights out, you're gonna get a first or second round pick. I know yeah. Dane 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 has said he said he, you will never get anything but a fourth round pick for for Garoppolo. 
Mm, nah, I don't know about that. I mean, look, it's going to take obviously a hell of a year for him to show that uh, somebody's willing to give up a first or second round pick. But if, if right. he goes and plays lights out this year and they go, let's say, to deep into the playoffs or to the Super Bowl again, and then they decide it's time to turn it over to the rookie, what's to stop like somebody who has like the number 25 pick overall in the draft next year who says, all right, well, there's going to be no quarterbacks there. Let's let's try to get Garoppolo. Team, that, I could easily like, see that happening. A team like pittsburgh yes who's gonna who's gonna be terrible (laughs) Uh, no but 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 seriously like i i it's a lot to look at garoppolo now and say somebody's gonna give up a first round pick all it takes is one good year and then all it takes is somebody to be desperate a desperate gm whose team is picking at the end of the first round or the beginning of the second round if he puts together a season like he did two years ago and if I think if he if he plays the way he played in the second half of that season for a full season, the 49ers are sitting real pretty because they don't th- say they take Justin Fields and they don't feel Fields is ready. They can still ride with Garoppolo. He's still under contract. They don't yeah. have to do anything. Yep. And you're not paying f- and you wouldn't be paying this Fields any money. Um, but I, I mean, I definitely think that it's going to be, especially after the pro day that Mac Jones had and the pro day that Justin Fields and, uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson had. Yeah. Zach Wilson looked good. Uh, I mean, the fields and Wilson, the way they throw the ball, um, they have that, like that effortless, kind of throwing yeah just like flick moment. of the wrist yeah and i mean mac jones you see mac jones he overthrew like yeah <laughs> like six uh and i i really feel like if they drafted mac jones and it didn't work out i mean my, the charge might be led by me going down <laughs> to Claire well that's just, just the bricks out of the stadium that's just it. I mean, you said that they're in a good position, but they're only in a good position if they pick a guy who can play football. If they guess right. wrong, they end up exactly where the Bears are, where it's four years later and, or five years later and you still don't have a quarterback. Right. I think that's why that's why you have to go with – but if I'm, if I'm a, one of the top quarterbacks or, you know, a lot of these mocks have Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson – and Justin Fields going one, two, three. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those three quarterbacks, what's a better situation to be in than San Francisco? You go, you're going to go to Jacksonville and you're going to go to one of the worst teams. You're going to be a bad team next year. Yeah. You go to the Jets, you might have a chance of having a halfway decent year. They've got a couple of things going over there. But you go to the 49ers and you're on a ready-made playoff team. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely uh, best case scenario from a uh, talent perspective. Right. So uh, I know uh, Justin Fields has already expressed that he would uh, he would like to go to San Francisco. Um, I talked to him the other day, and uh, he he feels Could, like they're couldn't get him on the show, huh? <laughs> huh? No, he's very shy. <laughs> he, he's got, he's he's got to watch out what kind of shows he does. You know, uh, 
couldn't book him this week. Too much, too much foul language on this show. Yeah, I'm working on some. I'm working on on some investigations down in Ohio State. Maybe somebody's got some pictures. <laughs> um, I I think it's funny that all those rumor or all all the uh, the hot takes about Justin Fields saying he doesn't look past his, his first read. Um, I saw a couple of different uh, analysts uh, were were saying they went and did some research and. By their estimates, he he threw past the first read ninety eight percent of the time. Yeah, his uh, his coach uh, on his pro day, they asked him about it, and he said uh, after going back and watching the, uh, I think the Clemson game, uh-huh. they he said he thinks there was like six plays or something like that that he didn't that uh i think there were six plays he went to his first read yeah other than that it was all bonkers uh you know he said there was a couple of plays that he got to his fifth read yeah on and on completions that that clip i was not a huge huge justin fields fan that until that game that turned game. changed a lot of people's minds until that clemson game i was like first of all the kid was he threw three bombs that yeah, were just unbelievable. Dead on, perfect ball placement. And he was getting smashed. Yeah, yeah, he was. He the was broken smashed. ribs. Yeah, and he's tough, man. Yeah, he's tough. So I would be, uh, put it this way, I would be on NFLShop.com if if he's our quarterback. It, uh, all right, so so other than Trevor Lawrence, because he's going to go to Jacksonville, right? Um, if you had your way, who who would they end up with? Fields. I'm good with Fields or Wilson. But you're pulling the trigger. They're both there. Who are you going with? That's tough because uh, I think Fields has played against the better competition. Yep. Um. And everybody keeps saying how how pro ready Wilson looks, and it's a hundred percent true. But I think there's a difference when you're going to Michigan and playing, and you're playing Utah State, and yeah. you look and you look smooth and you look ready. Um, Zach Wilson's mobile. But uh, Fields runs a he four, runs a four four. Yeah, um, you can't. He 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 he, he kind of reminds me of a little bit of like the Deshaun Watson. Like he's not real. He doesn't seem to look for. He's not dropping back, and he's like, all right, he's not open. I I'm yeah, he's not go. looking to tuck it and run. Yeah, but I you know you cannot be like. You cannot beat the the quarterback that is scrambling and scrambling, and there's nobody around, and everybody's downfield, and he's got yeah, fifteen they got, yards. They got man coverage. Uh, everybody's got your back to like, him. Yeah, Garoppolo can't do that. No, if if he has fifteen yards of turf in front of him, he's going to get six or seven. Yeah, they're going to close it. If Fields has fifteen yards of turf in front of him, could be a touchdown. He might get thirty. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, he's got so, that uh, that Lamar Jackson uh, play break uh, breaking uh, ability with his legs. So, 
I will I will try and answer this question. <laughs> um, it would be really hard to pass on Wilson, I think, um, especially with sitting a, if if he's sitting a year. Yeah. Um, so I I'd probably go. I might go Wilson just because the last BYU quarterback we had turned out pretty good. Pretty but, good. Not, not uh, so bad, right? <laughs> yeah. He's not so bad, but um, I'm, I'm just as happy with, with fields. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. You are. I, I think I might lean towards fields just because um, what you said, he played against a better competition and honestly what he did to, to Clemson was crazy impressive. Played really well. And um, I, 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 I don't like to play this card, but why does it, it feel like they're playing down Fields' ability to do the regular quarterback stuff? All they want to talk about is, oh, he's so athletic, yeah. so strong. And uh, it's, you know, it's lazy analysis. Right. Uh, it's it's that one guy said it and then somebody heard him say it. So I'll just go with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I saw I'm watching the NFL Network today and I saw a mock draft where it had fields going ninth. There was a point in time where I felt like it would be possible fields fell to the Bears at 20 um, because that was kind of the general before, consensus before the Clemson game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think before before the before those. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But the guy throws a ton of touchdowns. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would. I, I put it this way. I think I would like rooting for Justin Fields better than anybody. Like, he seems like more of a of the dynamic player. Um, and I think a guy like that with a chance to sit for a year and then come in to his second year and have weapons like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, um, even Juszczyk, um, like that. And and it's, to have him be as mobile as he it's is. It's a good situation. It, yeah, it'd be a good, it'd be a, a real good situation. It would probably put another, like, like you talk about the windows teams have, it would yeah. probably give us another five-year window. Yeah, yeah, if they guess right. Absolutely. At least. At least. So, um, I was shocked. I was shocked when they made the move the first time. Like, at first, I'm like, what are they? Like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I saw. Uh, so I start immediately. I was like, they're they're picking a quarterback. Yeah. So I started watching highlights of uh, Trey Lance and Justin Fields and uh, Zach Wilson. I didn't. Even, I I wasn't even thinking Mac Jones. I think somebody made that up, and it's like, it's grown legs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're and they're definitely stoking the fire too, right? Whether they're the ones who planted it originally or they just heard it and they're like, oh fuck it, we could use this right. to our advantage. I, were you the one who told me that theory that they yes. uh 
that, yeah, okay. that, that, I mean, that, that would be ingenious, but yeah. um, because, I mean, it, it did kind of look like that because you, they, you know, Lynch and Shanahan went to Mac Jones' pro day. Um, they looked very unimpressed, <laughs> but um, did you see Bill Belichick's face? Also? No. no. <laughs> it's like, is this guy a fucking quarterback? <laughs> But um, they and they sent the assistant GM, and I'm like, like, maybe they know what they've got out of Wilson because they were there, and they know what they've got out of Fields, and there's like, we don't need to go there. Let's go see Mac Jones in person, just in case he's like amazing. Yeah. So no risk um, of that. (laughs) Right, and. I think it's, I think it's Fields or or, or Wilson. It, I also heard I, a rumor and, and they have to Jets, be okay with either one. I heard, I I heard a rumor that the Jets were not picking a quarterback. The Jets, uh, the Jets are possibly going to pick uh, Pitts or yeah, or, Penny or Patrick Sertain. Oh, Patrick Sertain. Yeah. They, I mean, they. That's that's the advantage and the disadvantage. They they need a lot of help. So they got many many different directions they can go. Yeah. All right. Well, we we've covered all of the free agency now. Um, draft is only a couple of weeks away. Uh, we we didn't get to any baseball today. Um, we'll have some of that, and as well as some some NBA news. Uh, for, yeah, for we'll talk about show. baseball when the Yankees don't oh, fucking yeah, blow it. When they, when they win a game and don't cost me some money. Let's, that's, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. It's been fun. Uh, until next time, America. Salutations. No, that's not my line. America, you stay classy. Peace. Drink, drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> don't forget <laughs> to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs>